This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing Under his wings 
my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Steve Helling, who will be reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. Many, many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell, and they have sponsored many of our broadcasts, and we want to thank them for their great generosity. They are friends of this broadcast, and we are really appreciative of all they do for us. Just an additional announcement. Uh, We are having midweek Wednesday services, and our next one, uh, March 9th, will be at Trinity Lutheran, you're invited to come anytime between 5.30 and 6.30 for a meal. And then our service is from 6.30 to 7. This year we are rolling in our jam, Jesus and Me Sunday School, our confirmation class, and our Wednesday midweek Wednesday services all into one half hour. And so it's a jam-packed time together. Our theme this year through Lent is the I Am Sayings of Jesus And for this Wednesday, the 9th, we'll be looking at Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're in the season of Lent. As you participate in our worship today, you may want to have a purple cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. We'll also be doing communion tonight, and so you may want to have grape juice or wine and a wafer or some bread, and that will come later in our service. We continue then our worship by asking God to bless our time together In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Continue with our confession of sins. Holy One, 
we confess that we have wandered far from you. We have not trusted your promises. We have ignored your prophets in our own day. We have squandered our inheritance of grace. We have failed to recognize you in our midst. Have mercy on us. Forgive us and turn us again to you. Teach us to follow in your ways. Assure us again of your love and help us to love our neighbor. Amen. Hear then this absolution. Beloved in Christ, the word draws near to you, and all who call out to God shall be saved. In Jesus, God comes to you again and again and gathers you under wings of love. In Jesus' name, your sins are all forgiven. God journeys with you and teaches you how to live in love. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our gathering songs. Jim and Debbie. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the He sends the harvest for 
Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those beautiful songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide us now so that, following your Son, we may walk safely through the wilderness of this world toward the life you alone can give. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Steve to come and read our lessons and do our children's message. Steve? Our first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have entered the land of the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord God is giving you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord God will choose as a dwelling for his name and say to the priest in office at the time, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our forefathers to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the Lord of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. 
and you will and you and the Levites and the aliens among you shall rejoice in all good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Here ends the first reading. The psalm was Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, and 9 through 16. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Here ends the psalm. The second reading is from Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. The days keep getting warmer and longer. Spring is coming. I want you to close your eyes and picture this. Jesus is getting baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. Picture Jesus being dunked his whole body into the river. Once this is done, the Lord God speaks for all that are there. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased and the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. Wow, that would be pretty cool to see, wouldn't it? What would it have been like to be there? And now for your older folks, the rest of the story. Close your eyes again and picture this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River and was led into the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. What? And what's more, he ate nothing for 40 days. How do you think we would do if we didn't eat for 40 days? Do you think Jesus got hungry? No doubt. At the end, the devil tempted Jesus to change a rock into a loaf of bread. He didn't do it. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. The devil offered him all the riches of all the kingdoms of the world if Jesus would worship him. And Jesus said, no, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took Jesus to the top of a very high steeple and tempted him to jump off saying, the angels are gonna save you anyway. Jesus says, no, you do not put the Lord God to the test. Now the devil gave up for now, but he would test Jesus at another time. So what does all this mean? 
Jesus trusts in the Lord, but he knew enough not to deliberately test God. If you were to jump in front of a moving car, should you expect God to make the car stop or miss you? Of course not. Sometimes we bring difficult times upon ourselves with bad behavior or bad decisions. And we can ask for guidance to work our way out of it, but not bail us out. So let's go back to Jesus and his temptations. So Jesus was hungry, it would have been easy for him to turn, turn a stone into bread. But was it the right thing to do? No, he would be attended to shortly. Sometimes the devil helps us convince ourselves that something we do is not that bad and will help us justify our behavior when deep down we know we shouldn't do it. When the devil offered Jesus the world of riches to worship him, don't get tempted by the world to get what you want now and give up your faith in God. Never forget, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This will help us from getting in trouble in the first place. It is okay. We're not perfect and can't be. Simply do the best you can. The Bible is there as a guide for you. The last temptation is to jump off a steeple and the angels will save you. Don't test God with silly or foolish displays that he will always save me no matter what I do. There are consequences and benefits for the choices we make. The Bible is there to help us be smarter and keep us from getting in trouble in the first place. God is there to help us when we do get in trouble. Know that the devil is real and he is working in the world at all times to make things tough for all people. Have faith. Confess with your mouth and your mind, Jesus is Lord. God raised him from the dead. He died to forgive our sins. We are saved. Spread the good news to all people. In our crazy world, his word is needed now more than ever. Have a blessed week. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die on Calvary's tree. From sin to set me free, someday he's coming home. What glory that will be! Wonderful is love for me. A gospel lesson for today is from the Gospel according to Luke the fourth chapter, and I'm going to read it even though Steve in his children's message rehearsed uh, what happened here between Jesus and Satan. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given to me, and I give it to anyone I please. 
If you then will worship me, it will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, I just got a new catalog from Northern Tools. I'm waving it around here. I know this is a podcast and you're listening to this either on the radio or through a website, so obviously you can't see it. But it's a very tempting catalog and that's why I want to start with this. I don't need a single thing, tool-wise, but I thought I would just browse through it when I got it. They have tools like a Strongway 110 gantry, uh, one-ton gantry crane or a Powerhorse 7,500-watt inverter generator with electric start. Heck, as I look through the catalog, I don't even know what many of these tools do, but they all sound impressive. And before you even get to all the tools in the catalog, which are on sale, I might add, they have little cards on the first page where you can get 5 or 10 or even $20 off depending, of course, on how much you spend. Well, I've got an old Poulon chainsaw that works pretty good, but a new steel chainsaw, imagine how much wood I could cut with that, or at least how good it would look sitting in my shed. And I've got one or two weed whackers, one's gas and one's battery powered, but with a new steel weed whacker, well, my lawn would look professionally groomed in no time. I wish I could say that all these descriptions of new, to new tools in the Northern Tool Catalog are just an illustration to begin this message on Jesus and the temptations he faced in the wilderness. But getting new tools of one kind or another, even though I don't need them, well, that's a real temptation for me, and all too often I fail to resist that temptation. I don't know what tempts you, Catalogs full of clothes and colors or antiques, vintage cars, guns or boats, or maybe the latest in farm equipment. And of course, there are plenty of other temptations we face that can be much, much more addictive and destructive than being a shopaholic. Drugs or alcohol or pornography, among many, many other things. And beneath all these temptations, as well as beneath the temptations Jesus faces in our gospel lesson today, there is a much deeper, more fundamental temptation with which the evil one attacks us. More about that in just a moment. For Jesus, the devil tries to get him to fail and fall in a series of three temptations. And again, Steve kind of rehearsed these in our children's message. The first of the devil's temptations is for Jesus to turn the stones into bread when he is really, really hungry from fasting 40 days in the wilderness. The second temptation is when the devil uh, will give Jesus all the glory and power and authority of the kingdoms of the world, if only Jesus will worship the devil. 
And in the third temptation, the devil tries to get Jesus to put God's love and protection for him, for Jesus, to the test. Throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple, the devil says to Jesus, and let's see if God's angels will really catch you. And then there is that fourth and even more cunning temptation, which again, I'll get to in just a moment. But first, it's important to note that Jesus has some very powerful weapons, spiritual resources for facing and overcoming Satan's temptations. The first is that Luke tells us Jesus is full of and led by the Holy Spirit. The second is that Jesus answers Satan's temptations by quoting the word of God. And the third resource is suggested in verse 10 in our Luke text, as well as in our Psalm text, and that is that there are guardian angels surrounding and supporting Jesus. And it's really important to note here that you and I have exactly those same weapons, exactly those same spiritual resources that are available to each of us whenever Satan seeks to undermine our faith or to get us off track in our Christian walk. Just like Jesus, we are led by the Holy Spirit. God's word, the Bible, is here for us to read and study and to have at the ready when Satan attacks. And God's guardian angels are all around us to support and protect us. When we are faced with temptations, we can always rely on these great and grace-filled defenses. But, and this is really key to my little message today, but we will always be human, we will always make mistakes, we are all sinners who falter and fail and give in to temptation time and time and time again. And so that deeper, slyer, more cunning temptation that I mentioned earlier is this. The devil says to Jesus in both verse 3 and again in verse 9, if you are the Son of God, and so on. What is Satan doing here? Right before our gospel text today, Jesus was baptized, and when he came up out of the Jordan River, he heard God's thundering affirmation, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. This divine relationship with his Heavenly Father is the solid ground upon which Jesus stands, and it is exactly here, at the very heart of Jesus' identity, that Satan deploys his most damning of temptations, which is to try and get Jesus to begin questioning whether or not he really is God's son, whether or not God really does love him. Here, Satan is calling into question Jesus' very identity. And that's Satan's worst, most devious and demonic attack on us too. Like Jesus, in our baptism, we've been claimed by God in love and named by God as a unique and precious child in God's family. When we fall to Satan's temptations, when we mess up along life's way, falter in our following of Jesus, Satan then attacks us on this deeper, more fundamental level and tries to make us question our very identities as beloved children of God. How can you, the devil whispers, really be a child of God and do that? How can you really be a Christian and screw up the way you did? Are you sure God really loves you? Listen, listen again to this wonderful promise from our Romans text today. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, the same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. 
for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Our identity as God's beloved sons and daughters is a gift which our brokenness and sin and Satan's temptation can never, never change. Because of God's generosity, God's grace, God's love, when we call on him, we will be saved. Let me illustrate this last profound point with a couple of stories. First one is from an old devotional book written by a very famous Methodist pastor, W.E. Sankster, and he writes this. Some time ago, a poor drunkard came into this church and committed his life to Christ. Twenty years before, he'd been a church official in the Midlands, but he came to London, took to drink, and drifted into the gutter. When he capitulated to Christ, he had a pathetic hope that his thirst might be quenched by some stroke of omnipotence. It wasn't. There began on that day when he surrendered to our Lord a long guerrilla warfare in his soul between the deadly craving and the keeping power of Christ. As his new friend, I suggested that on any day in which he found the fight especially hard, he might drop in and we could have a prayer together. He dropped in quite often. His drawn face told its own story. We'd go into the little chapel at once and pray. One day, as I was praying with him, he broke down completely. The con contrast between his earlier life of holy service and the revolting life of drunkenness that had, to which he had come was just too much. He sobbed and sobbed like a child and said, I know, I know I'm in the gutter. I know it. But oh, I don't belong there, do I? Tell me I don't belong there. I put my arm around him. I felt a great elation, even in the embarrassment of his tears. He'd lost his way, but not his address. No, I said quite positively, you don't belong there. You, you belong to God, and at last, heaven is your home. And then here is a second little story. This happened uh, some time ago when I was doing a workshop, and I invited people to submit prayer requests that I would look at and then share prayers, and I asked them to do it anonymously, and I got this little prayer request. It says simply this, Dear Pastor, I'm such a fat cow, I can never stick to a diet. I can never do anything right. Sometimes I wish I could just get away from everyone. Please pray for me. And when I read that, I remembered both a special little text that's a favorite of mine, and then this little reading called Being Perfectly Imperfect. And the little text is a single verse from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what love the Father has for us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And then this little reading. You've always been perfectly imperfect. You always will be. You'll make mistakes on occasion, do things you wished you hadn't done, long for things you don't have, you're capable of honesty and sneakiness, kindness and hatred, compassion and cruelty. At the same time, though, you are a perfect living being. There's no one just like you. There never will be. You're special. Remember, God, don't make junk. Many people have an unrealistic notion of what it means to be human. People talk about having it all together, which is an illusory notion, because we're always in a state of change. They think a day will come when they no longer misplace their keys, lose their temper, offend other people, get scared, or feel at a loss for words. They may also think they should be able to stick to a diet, 
have a stimulating job that pays well, be liked by everyone, and wake up every day feeling bright and alert. If you really think these things are possible, look around you. Does anyone fit that description? If you want to be happy, kiss these thoughts goodbye and send them to the winds. When they come into your mind, smile at them and watch them dance without taking them seriously. Recognize the voices in your head for what they are, ghosts from your past, the plentiful shoulds that gobble up self-esteem. The goal is not to avoid slipping off the path, but to slide off with grace. Remember God loves you more than you can imagine. He loves and supports you for trying and stumbling and trying again to listen to and to do his will. My wish for you today and always is that you realize and experience God's awesome love. Oh, dear friends in Christ, no matter how often we falter and fail and sin, no matter how discouraged and hopeless we may feel, always, always, always remember, the Lord is generous to all and saves all who call on him. Remember that finally and fully heaven is your home, and remember that God loves you more than you can imagine. Amen. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for all who get the Savior, and life more abundant and Strangely dim in the light of his glory.
We continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession, please. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. We pray for the church. Sharpen its proclamation of the word so that your people learn to reject voices of deception and distraction. Strengthen all who are tempted to believe lies about themselves or others. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We pray for the earth and all its creatures. Sustain farmers and all laborers who work the land and harvest the fruits of its abundance. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of the world. Awaken elected leaders and government officials to the needs of those who are oppressed and grant them a compassion to deal mercifully with immigrants and refugees who reside among us and them. We especially remember the people of Ukraine. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We pray for those in need. Rescue those experiencing mental illness or contending with addiction. Ease the anxiety of those who live with dementia. Command your angels concerning all who are sick. And we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Rachel and Derek Helling, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling, Fuddy Wiegang, Craig Olson, Jack Alton, as he's called, to active duty. Remember these special people, merciful God, and receive our prayer. We pray for this parish. Bless those who bake bread and prepare the table for our communion. Accompany those who share the bounty of this meal with those who are homebound or hospitalized. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We give thanks for those who have died, 
Gather them with all the saints into your heavenly dwelling place. Encourage us with the promise that all who call upon your name are saved. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And I'll invite you then to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using this Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. Thanks to all of those of you who do continue to support our ministry. Would you pray with me as I do this offering prayer? Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Continue then with the communion part of our service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. Hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. We pray together our Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread and the, or the wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. 
Now take the wine or the grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Receive the communion benediction. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. And also receive then this blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll ask Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs. Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. As thou didst break the loaves beside the
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. No matter 